down his pants. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 40 of Lunchtime in Rome. I am Brian, and I am here with Jay. Hi. And I am here also with Eric. Hey, buddy. And we are, as I said, into episode 40, 40. 40. That's, uh, we just keep climbing every week, and it's 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 amazing to me to know that we've been doing this literally since last November. Yeah, we're coming up We're coming up on, on a year. year. Yeah. That's crazy. We got, we got to do something about that when we get, when we hit that year. Yeah. Um, but we will actually have lunch yeah, on the show. Yeah, maybe. Um, but we are also found at lunchtimeinrome.com and all of our social medias are out there. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We are currently streaming live on Facebook so you can watch us if you'd like. It's riveting to watch us on Facebook and, uh, we're, um, as I said, lunchtimeinrome.com. And uh, I guess without further ado, who would like to, um, well, Jay, would you, would you kind of take us through why we do this and what it's about? Um, and uh, I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, Let's go. It looks like Jay's playing a game with his phone. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I was trying to share on uh, Facebook our, uh, our live thing but it turned into a watch party and that was a whole different thing and i went down this rabbit hole um and now i'm back and i'm able to share it are you so are you back i am would like to tell you all about the fact that in this moment i might feel alone because i was trying to do something and now i don't know i can't sell that the bottom line is too often we go through life and we feel alone and it is a great opportunity for everybody to love people by helping them not feel alone. And the simplest way to do that is to join them in whatever motion they are so that they're not happy by themselves. They're not sad by themselves. They're mm -hmm. not angry by themselves. Mm. And you join them in that, which is Romans twelve fifteen in the Bible. We take it as Roman Rome twelve fifteen. It's lunchtime. We're just hanging out, sharing life for the first 20 minutes of the podcast. Next 20 minutes, we talk about a topic of the day teaching people how to not have somebody else feel alone. In the last 10 minutes, we throw it all out the window and we tell people to do better. And we finish by highlighting somebody who can't do better. Nice. Indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, I will give you an update and that is quite simply, and I've already told you both smashed the living crap out of my foot yesterday, helping yeah. Robbie Rubio. Uh, we got him some new stuff, uh, some furniture and we're moving it in and bless his heart. It just slipped right out of his hands, and it didn't slip out of my hands because oh, I'm a strong man, and I've got a grip that'll just tear the varnish off of a... I don't know. <laughs> I'm not Southern enough to be like, you know, with the cool sayings. Um, and man, it's like you saw, I showed you guys it's the bad. pictures. It's, it's, it's bad. bad. It's about an inch long. No broken toe, though? We don't know, but you don't do anything for it. It, it didn't swell up a lot. It just burst. Like right where the toe goes into the foot, and it's Can't like you, this little that's chasm. usually when, when I when I get hurt, I usually like to have my things burst. Burst you know? is never burst. a good thing. No, it's this not. must have been a really heavy piece of furniture. Not as much as you would think. Just hit you just the right. right just, at, I mean, I was wearing my chakas, and uh, which are sandals. That's sandals. right. And uh, not a sponsor. Right, and it was funny. Not yet. Um, 
because then I had to go to volleyball practice where fortunately Amber, the trainer, um, you know, she gave me some advice and taped me up a good bit and I didn't end up getting stitches last night, at least yesterday, but it was so funny cause now I'm limping all over the place cause it hurts, but I'm not going to stop coaching. And it was great. Cause girls are like, your foot is so banged up. Why are you still moving around? You know, and you get to be that coach, you know, you got to play through pain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, it hurts so bad. <laughs> but other than that, things have been good. Like I said, Robbie moved into town. It's it's crazy because he is the new yeah. area director for Young Life. Young Life is a ministry I worked for for 12 years. Mm. So the last several years, Artie Wilkes has been the area director. He was born and raised in Churchill, moved all the way around the world, and then he finished his career back here. Before that, I was the area director. Before that, yeah. Dick Shorthouse. So all these three men who have been area directors since 1968. It sounds like the Steelers coaching lineage. Very Three, three similar. coaches since 1968. But I don't lose challenges. Oh, uh, um, burn. But we're all, we've all lived here. These were our hometowns, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Young Life reaches out to high school kids who do not go to church. That's the predominant target group. Yes. And so here's Robbie who has a real tough upbringing and a story. And he's been doing young life in the most lily white, rich, wealthy DC suburb mm-hmm. in Virginia. Yeah. And he said, I, I want to go to young life where people look more like me and their stories more like mine. Yeah. And he had an opportunity to go many places across the country and he chose to come here. Wow. And so I'm in a weird predicament because I'm the former staff guy. I was here for 12 years. I did a lot of good stuff. And by that, I mean, God did great things through me. Right. It wasn't me. It really wasn't. But at least I didn't screw it up. But I am now on committee, which the committee helps represent the ministry and helps raise money for the ministry and give credibility to the ministry. Okay. So when somebody says, you're going over to some 30-year-old man's house for a Bible study, and then they go, oh, wait, Dick Shorthouse is on the committee. Oh, wait, MJ Gould is on the committee. Oh, Jamie, okay, you can go. So it gives credibility. So I'm on the committee. Gotcha. I help represent the ministry. Yeah. But I'm also a pastor in the area. Yep. And also my kids are involved in the ministry. Yeah. Well. There couldn't be anybody more involved in Penn Hills than you. We've gone over this. But my point is, as he moves in, I want him to know, hey, I'm here to support and love you. Yeah. I'm not the committee person that's going to say, hey, did you go out with my kids yet? Did you pay attention to my kids? Right. Right. But I also don't want to be the... Well, you know, when I did this job, right? here's what I appreciate what you're trying to do, Robbie, but let <laughs> me tell you how it works. Right. However, I kind of know how it works. Sure. And I know the people and I will introduce him to everybody, but I don't want to overwhelm him. No, you'll facilitate. But I, right. Yeah. But I don't want to also overwhelm him, but I also don't want him to feel like I moved here and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a crazy, I said, I said today I was, I had lunch with Ashley, who's one of the leaders who praise God is out with Bella right now. Bella had a terrible day. She had plans with two different friend groups and both fell through. And one broke her heart in a way. Mm. The other one was just unfortunate. And I was talking to Ashley and she's like, you know, I'll go out. I'll I'll take Bella out. That's cool. And that's what young life is. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Bella goes to church, but sure. It's it's adults. That's somebody joining. Who don't have to love you, loving you. You know, the caveat, not the caveat, but like with Bella, she is, the pastor's daughter. Ugh. Yep. So to be taken out by somebody like Ashley probably makes her feel more, lack of a better way of putting it, normal, right? Because like a pastor's kid is a pastor's kid. Right. You know, like there's going to be people that treat you like a pastor's kid. Right. Meanwhile, we know Bella and Joe. They're awesome. Right. And they're just great kids. 
But I'm sure she lives somewhat in that bubble of being a pastor's kid. So being taken out by Ashley would probably make her feel really good. It does. And it's just simple good attention as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Good attention. Right. right. But I mentioned to Ashley. Um, from somebody this, that's not from church. Like, oh. So she yeah. doesn't. It's, the simple yeah. thing is you don't. she doesn't have to love her. Mm-hmm. And yet she is. Yeah. Um, but I was with her today talking about the whole situation. And I said, I feel like uh, like when you first date somebody. Like I'm on pins and needles. Like, all right, I don't want to overwhelm Robbie. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to text him once. Yeah. And then like he doesn't text back and I'm like, oh, wow. I wonder if, uh, am, I, am I bothering him too much? Okay, but you know, it's been like 24 hours and I don't want to make him feel, because now, and then the other hand is he borrowed our vacuum cleaner. So now when I go home, Rage is like, did you get my vacuum cleaner? Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I don't want to bother him too much. And I do this and I do that. And I want to buy that. Buy that. I just want to love the guy, set him up for success in yeah. the industry. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I get it. That's all I do. So that's what I've been up to. Well, it's good. Welcome, Robbie. And uh, yeah. I hope he listens to the show. Um, What'd you eat? Oh yeah, what did you? Eat? Nothing, Nothing exciting, really. No, I've been into. I've been doing a lot of lopes from the farmers markets. Mm-hmm. I love a nice homegrown cantaloupe. Um, so that's about it. I love cantaloupe. Oh, good far from like a local lope. Do you salt it? Because my mom is convinced that you have to salt everything. Like <laughs> that's a generational get... thing. And Sally, I love Sally. Sally's probably listening, but you don't have to. You don't. No, but Sylvester Owusu's watching. Hey, Sly. Sly. What's going up, buddy? Yeah. Um, Broke my heart when he quit volleyball. <laughs> um, we had a, a, a kind of a big deal happen this week. We had Justin, our friend Justin Boothby, Boothby. Um, take pictures of Maggie for her one year birthday. That's good because there has not been not a good one, picture no. of that baby. <laughs> no. Gosh. Well, we're, I hated to say it. We're but. in these ones. <laughs> <laughs> At least a couple, so we kind of mm. ruin it, you know. <laughs> we ruin it? I ruin it. There you go. Don't um, <laughs> be throwing your wife. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, no, we had a lot of fun taking pictures with her. Um, and we had a tub filled with, uh, it was water, and then we put milk in it. I guess there's this new like phenomenon of like a milk bath picture. It's very Pinterest, mm-hmm. you know. We filled and then we filled it with strawberries and sunflowers, and it's really you're my friend, and I, I'm not gonna make fun of you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Jay will. Jay, mm-hmm. Jay will pick up your slack. Why do I just picture like? When Bugs Bunny's in the big cauldron That's and fine. the Tasmanian Devil's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh, hey, what's cooking? No, it's got your daughter in a bowl of cereal. Um, my mind went. My mind went to the office where like Jan Jandrit comes in with her baby and like leaves it with Andy and Angela. And the next thing you know, like Angela's putting her in the middle of like a cornucopia and there's <laughs> yes. like fruit and they're like oh, taking yeah. pictures. Yes. Astrid, I believe. Yeah. Astrid. <laughs> Astrid. Yeah. Astrid. It's Astrid. So go ahead, keep telling oh, the story sorry. about baby Astrid no, over but, there. Uh, well, but first, we did take pictures with her just on a dress. But then, like, we had her get in this tub, and it was about how you expect it to go. We got maybe like one good picture um, out of it, um, which we can post it to on. on 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 the blog post. It, it, oh, okay. It yeah, that's cute. pretty cool. Yeah. Let me see. She's eating a strawberry? Cute. Yeah, she's eating a strawberry that yeah. had been soaking in the milky water. So it's outside, not inside the house. It's outside right. in the grass. Yeah, it's in like an old farm yeah. bin pail. Like, yeah, kind metal of thing. kind of a thing. Chase's face is great right now. So who 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 ate the remains? <laughs> well, I got I gotta I gotta bring her up another picture too. <laughs> who ate the remains? Uh probably all the bugs. <laughs> we uh, yeah. just dumped it out. Not of Maggie. We, I'm talking about <laughs> the stew left behind. One thing remains. One thing remains. <laughs> and there's this picture. Which... You got her in some uh, biscuits and gravy this time, or uh, what are you doing? 
Just started getting out of. She's like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I will not put me in a cup of milk. Yeah, but we do have a lot of a lot of really great pictures of her, and they turned out great. I got bunch of cream. So you did that? Is that the is that the monumentous thing that you've you've talked about, or is it just because she's turning one? Yeah, she's turning one, and we're taking pictures for her first birthday, which is just insane to Mm -hmm. me. Like this, the past two years have just been gone, like just erased. Mm -hmm. But they're so full at the same time of of life, which is just incredible, just Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. Um, and just kind of a side note, just a fun thing. I, I went up, we didn't have practice this Tuesday, but I went up anyway and I played drums for like an hour by myself. Nice. And oh, so nobody had practice. Right. We have oh. practice Saturday. Wow. Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay with it. 1030. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Cool. It's not I ideal, think it's great. but you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's another chance for me to play drums, so I don't care, but I was playing Everything from like Led Zeppelin to uh, some worship songs that we're doing, mm-hmm. and, I and just, who saw you there? Paul and Heidi. They there came up to drop something off. Got it. And uh, it was one of those moments where like I only have the lights up on the stage, and then you see the light go on. And you're like, oh, "Who's it gonna be?" Because <laughs> there's a motion light in the hallway that comes on if uh, somebody's coming. But in. I like that that doesn't scare you. No, it's more like, all right, how am I? Gonna, how much am I gonna have to talk? Uh, and am I going to enjoy this conversation? Sure. And it was very short. Heidi said, hey, I got this. Because she was dropping something off for me, I think. Um, but they were like, hey, we'll see you in a little bit. I stopped in on Saturday and I could see that. Well, I pull up and Hunter, my nephew, who is our custodian, plant supervisor, plant services supervisor, I believe is his title. He gave quite himself. The title. Yeah. Oh, for the church? Yeah. Plant <laughs> services supervisor. I believe my that's man. the title he gave himself. Um, so I saw his car and he hates to be scared. Like, hates to be scared. And I walk in and he's vacuuming the sanctuary. No. And, oh, and you know what? In the dark. No, it's daytime. I know, but like in daytime. the dark. I, <laughs> um, I, I did go into the church when it was dark. It is not. Well, it can, it, you can let it you get, get to the heebie jeebies yep. here and there. Yeah, the heebie jeebies. Like, well, yep. what's going to pop out? And especially if you're in Absolutely the second floor nothing. down, the educational wing, as I like to call it. And like you open a door, the pressure will close another door. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so now you're just like, well, clearly, yeah, yeah. you know, Holy Spirit is here. But uh, <laughs> I, I walked in and I thought he would see me walk into the sanctuary, but he didn't yet his back to me. So I stood on the extension cord of the vacuum cleaner, but I'm like, well, that's going to freak him out too. And so I was like, there's no way. And I went, I don't want to scare you. <gasps> and he turned, he's like, shit. <laughs> Yeah, there's really no way to not scare somebody when they're vacuuming unless they're looking right at you when you first right. come in. Otherwise, you're, yeah. it doesn't matter. And even I then, it can bad. probably be a little startling. Like yeah. It's just coming out of nowhere. But you had a good time practicing Tuesday I night. I had a great time. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. How'd you play? Um, Some songs better than others. <laughs> some songs that I'm more familiar with, but I'm also learning other songs. Oh, and for my birthday, um, Amy told my family to kind of pitch in money and I got, um, uh, it's called Drumio. Um, it's a, sounds fake. <laughs> it's a online drum lessons and they have a whole library of like from beginner to expert level, um, mm. instructions and it is awesome. And there's also like libraries of, of songs and they'll teach you how to play like real songs, like by real bands. 
and they'll this go is through, on YouTube through everything. Um, it's they on have, Drumeo. They have some stuff on YouTube, but like when you sign up for oh, the service, like they their like, own. They they have their own platform, and, yeah. and you sign in. It's almost like when you're on the website, it's almost like an app. Mm-hmm. Um, but they but they have. I mean, it's an enormous it's library and, of lessons. Yeah, it's yeah, all video. That's cool. But then they, at the bottom, they'll have like the sheet music that goes along mm-hmm. with it, so you can you know see what you're playing. At you know, it's it's really really cool. And man, it's it's a lot. It's there's just a lot. And I've also been watching him at work while I'm or listening to him mm-hmm. while I work, which is pretty cool. Right? How's your eye? Amazing. I talked about his eye today. Mm. Wow. Nobody's asked me in a while. It's fine. I mean, you feel like you're 100. percent Oh no, it's it's going to be forever, forever you, blurry. Yeah, but it's you're used to the blurry. I'm used to the blurry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was the Ashley that's taking Bella out tonight. Just yeah. had a she had pink eye, and she went to the doctor and like, yeah, it's pink eye. And then like, it wasn't pink eye, and it kept getting worse and worse, and it turned out to this huge, massive eye infection. Oh man! That mm-hmm. they were worried went all the way back to her optic oh, nerve. Oh man. Because it hurt if she moved and all this uh, other stuff. And even now, it's like, eh, it's not great. And I yeah. said, I got a guy. And I said, Eric, I said, you saw him on Tuesday night because they came to friend night. The uh, life leaders did. Oh, cool. Um, I feel bad, but man. which one was Ashley? Ashley was the one that Recliner ate chair? first. Reclining chair? No, hold on. Okay. Here's the gaff. It wasn't Holly that kept talking who I had to yell at. Yeah. It was Ashley who ate first right after I got done praying instead of me. Uh, she was reclining chair. Yeah. Yeah, not sitting next to Rachel. Right. Gotcha. Love them all. Love them all. Sure. But anyhow, uh, but her eyesight's okay, but still she's like a little iffy. Yeah, that was my worry of infection. Yeah. Whenever the, like had my scratch cornea. Yeah, she was yeah. working. That yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyhow, Brian, nothing going on in your world. Not at all. This was a difficult, <laughs> difficult week. <laughs> Lay it on us. I went to, uh, well, it started pretty good. Um and mostly it was fine, but uh, uh, inspired by you, Jay, Ooh. I've been taking the kids over to hit golf balls, and ah, yes. they love it. They love not not just putt putt, but you go the, to Willows, yeah, and like Abby is loving it. Like she she was like, I want my own bucket of balls, and they've got like the little tiniest driver that you can possibly get. Right, the grip cute. ends, and then there's the club. Yeah, and, and she <laughs> just face. she's like, I don't know, she just. Her form is not the best. Let well, me just say that. Well, it's uh, just starting out. Right. But uh, yeah, between her and Ethan, they've been having a lot of fun and, and they're both hitting it pretty well. And I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty impressed with them. That's cool. So we did that on Saturday because I was leaving Sunday for Long Island and um, to see a customer. And I was supposed to be there for three days and I was there for three days. But so it's the middle of summer or, you know, towards the end of summer, but still... It's pretty nice. It's not the middle of winter. No, no. Ice, no ice storms moving up through the. Yeah, travel's easy this time of year. It's easy. You would like to for think so. this was the second hardest trip I've I've had. My first was South Africa, <laughs> and <laughs> which wow. just for those of you listening at home <laughs> is farther than Long it's Island. It's a little bit further. Yeah, just a little bit. Long Island, New York, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There are seven hours driving distance. Yeah. Seven hours driving distance. Right. Seven. I get to the airport on seven and a half, maybe. Okay. I get to the airport on Sunday. My flight's supposed to leave at 530 or 515. A.M. P.M. Oh. And as I'm driving out, like I'd, I'd left my house. I just jumped on the parkway. To the airport. To the airport. 
and I started getting pings, and it's like your flight's been delayed. Oh no! And I'm like, come on, my, why? This it's uh, it's a beautiful night, beautiful day out right now. Yeah. Hong Kong. What about Hong Kong? No, the protests. I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, um, it's not why. It's not. I don't think so. I think it was. <laughs> they said weather. They said weather, and and they said weather. I think so that they didn't have to um, recoup me for anything because they can't. They ended up canceling my flight on Sunday, and they canceled it. Like at uh, and it kept going back and forth. Like, oh, now the flight's on time. Now it's canceled. Now it's we're back. Now it's delayed. And so, but finally, by like nine o'clock, it's PM. Can- PM. It's canceled. So I'm already I've already been there since like three thirty. Oh my gosh! And you the know flight, how patient I am. The flight was just at that point. It was done, and I was with I, I ended up one of you know like you just meet people in the airport right. and. There was this girl that had been here working on a movie set for sure. two months. She's trying to get back to um, Connecticut, like right outside of uh, Brooklyn or whatever. And um, she's just like, I just want to get home. I just want to get home. And yeah. like they canceled the flight and it's like 830 at this point. And I'm like, do you want to drive? Because it's about seven hours. I got my car here. We can drive. And we started to we got almost to security and we were both like, now nah, let's not drive. Let's not do this. And um so we, I ended up staying, I just stayed in my car cause like they had put me on a flight to, at six twelve in the morning. That was the next, that was their only recourse. So they gave me a voucher for some hotel in the area. I tried the hotel at the airport. They were already booked full. Like, cause I was just going to stay there cause I wasn't going to drive. Like it's already like nine, nine thirty at this point. You parked, you've driven, <laughs> I they, parked, they, I'm, I'm committed. They book you a hotel in Minerva. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marysville. <laughs> so uh, I, like i'm talking to alexis and i'm like i don't think i, I don't want to drive home and then I have to turn around and you know maybe get like maybe three hours of sleep and drive through home, rush hour drive through rush hour to be here no. on the plane it's it's six right. so i was like i'm gonna bite the bullet and just just uh so i slept in the car but i didn't really sleep you know you can't sleep yeah. in your car no well and it was you know every two minutes you hear somebody walk past with their with their roller bag and uh and you're like it's two in the morning you're not going anywhere <laughs> yeah and trying not, to sleep here and then a storm hit so i had to roll the windows up and i'm like i'm just laying there listening to the rain pelt the, the saturn roof. i had the saturn yep. and it's not comfortable to no, sleep in no. and and i'm like I, and i still it's a like, great way to start a business trip i still have to go on this trip like i still have to go and, and these trips are demanding as it is yeah and you gotta but, work monday yes and it's Three in the morning on Monday, four in the morning on Monday, <laughs> five in the morning on Monday. Oh, Finally, I get so like so bad. my flight leaves at six twelve. I get out of the car and it's like it's like five fifteen, and I'm like, and then I get in and the lines were so long, <sighs> and I'm like, am I even gonna make this flight now? <laughs> like, I had TSA pre-check, so I was able to get in a little bit quicker, and, and I you know I had no problems making the flight. But then I then I flighted to Long, to long Island in that mess of J, JFK Airport and trying to get your way you know around New York um is is crazy had to rent a car oh so you had get, to rent a car i rented a car yeah well i needed something while i was on site so i, I was just thinking like you just uber or something Nah, it's it's, it's it's it was like 50 50 minutes from jfk airport to long island's huge right like long island's like three hours long if you go from one end back into new york city it's huge so but i got a car and um ended up 
getting to the client. Like I, I, I was texting him and he was really cool about it. You know, like I was supposed to be there at seven thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And you I was were like, in the air. He, yeah. I was like, here's my situation. He's like, that's fine. That's, you know, get here when you get here. I've been like, you better be okay. with it, buddy. <laughs> so I stopped at my hotel cause I hadn't eaten and I was able to sneak in and still get breakfast. And, um, went and, and I had a good time on like with, I like this guy. His, his name's Kono. He's just, just, pure italian just just the kind of guy that made america you know just one of those yeah. businesses so he just works hard and yeah does the right thing and takes care of his people and i like um, that guy oh kono's great yeah. and um so kono 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 chimino sure nice irish kid yeah irish <laughs> speaks three languages wow. you know just uh just it you know he's running his business and he he does pretty well he's one of the larger ice companies in new york they do these um ice sculptures you've talked about him before yeah probably yeah. with a giant sculpture that was like uh cinderella's carriage like yes. he made a cinderella's carriage for this um bride and groom and they took pictures in it for two minutes and then that was it and it was like a twenty-five thousand dollar ice sculpture and uh yeah we were gonna do that <laughs> well so anyways i had a great time not great time i mean i had a it was a business trip and it was difficult and it was okay and um, he fed me yesterday and he was like, what do you want? You know, I'll, I'll get whatever you want. And uh, that's what I remember. And he hooked you up before he did. He and brought and, in a bunch of real good food. And he's the kind of guy that he's like, I, I'll go crazy. If you don't tell me exactly what you want, I'll, I'll go crazy. I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, you <laughs> oh, no. do what you got to do. So he, he, and he, he's the kind of guy that has a guy or a place for anything. anything. Got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy. I got a place. So he got, he went to his fish place and, uh, <laughs> got a fish guy. This is my dude. This dude walks in with like. Three boxes or like, you know, three, three cardboard boxes of food. And he just keeps pulling stuff out and there's, and it's, it's all, it's all deep fried. So you wouldn't have been able to eat it, Jay, mm. but he had deep, it was a cornmeal. I could have, dude, he got deep fried scallops. He yeah. got deep fried shrimp. Oh, he got deep fried flounder. He got like, and he's just opening. He got, he got all these, uh, crab cakes and just he just keeps opening stuff oh, i love good crab cakes and then it was just he and i that ate like nobody else around <laughs> you're, you're looking around is anybody is anybody else coming yeah in and, he, and he keeps food? telling people come on in and eat come on in. and, and like everybody's like no i'm full i'm, I'm fine i'm like well you people crazy i just, <laughs> i couldn't stop eating those scallops they were so good oh man they were like huge too just, just i've never huge. had deep fried scallops we need to talk oh. about scallops real quick because right. that was actually i didn't talk about food this week you I, did not i cooked scallops last night you did i did However, I cooked them too long. Oh, no. I, I'm still eating them. Oh, sure. They still taste great. Sure. A little, little rubbery? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a little bounce Just to them. Too, too, too tough. But when you... So you get... Do you get your, your griddle or um, cast iron skillet like screaming hot? Sure. Like all the way? Like as hot yeah. as it'll get? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then a little, a little salt... You know, on, on them, pat them down dry. I'd have to look at it again, but probably. A little salt. I think salt first. You do butter, pepper after because the pepper can uh, burn into the scallop. Okay. Like you'll char the pepper, I but think. What do you do, like olive oil and butter? Olive oil and a little bit of butter. The butter, because otherwise you can get, you'll end up with a brown butter or a burned butter, and you don't want that. So right. you have to have a little olive oil in yeah, there, Yeah, high heat oil. Yeah. Right. And then how long? The key is don't mess with them. Like maybe a minute and a half, two on, minutes. On both sides? On each side. And that's Maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. See, that's, man. Okay. <laughs> so you did more? 
Oh, much more. <laughs> <laughs> just took them off, actually. Just now. Well, and like I was just like, are they cooked all the way through? Yeah. How do you know? You right. want it to be just almost a little translucent. Okay. A mm. little bit like that. On the inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the inside. On um, the inside. Okay. I can't wait to have my second But the thing is, if you keep checking them, you won't get the, the whatever you want to call it, the, the uh, sear you're looking for. Mm. That's, That's true. That's the sear. It's true. I did not get the sear. sear. Right. On some, I did. And if you pack them too much, you're just going to steam them all. If you had too many on the... What do you mean? Oh, no, there was not too many. I, uh, you know, I have a pretty big... It's not as big as your skillet, right. but it's pretty big. Yeah. And, yeah, I didn't... I, I only put, like, enough for me. So there was, like, eh, 22. 30. No. <laughs> no, I think there was, like, eight on there. Hey, speaking of uh, fried or whatever noise we just made a couple minutes ago... Doot, doot. Yeah, that one. Speaking with my sister, Kathy. Yeah. Who thought that we've been opening our shows with bloopers. Oh, mm. no. And I said, nay, nay. <laughs> nay, nay. So this is just to clarify to everybody who's listening. What we have to start off the show is a cut and paste from some actual content yeah. later in the show. Yeah. Mm. It is not created just for the opening. It is not a blooper. It's not something we've cut out as far as it's not in the rest of the show. It's it a, is an audio clip yeah, that we, from later in the show taken out of funny. context yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and put in the, the beginning. So I just want to make sure that we got that out there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Yeah, I got to finish the story. Yeah, fried scallops. Kind of, well, you got us on fried scallops, so that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. Man, let's go to the beach, guys. Let's go to the beach and get some scallops. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Kono feeds me uh, the my time there comes to an end. I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to be leaving here at eight o'clock, uh, you know, out of JFK at eight o'clock. Got to return the rent a car. I'm at 50, I'm 50 minutes away from the airport. Kono's like, you should probably leave it like four, four fifteen. So I do leave at four fifteen. I get to the airport, rent a car and everything is put away. And like, every, uh, like, I'm like, oh, this is great. And uh I, I and I was getting all these like severe weather warnings throughout the day. This and is when I'm sorry. I totally this, this is about. I'm, I'm finally into the airport by like about five thirty yesterday. Yesterday, got it. Right. So I left Kono's at four four fifteen PM. PM PM. So I get into the airport and I look out, and New York City just looks like something out of the Avengers, where the sky is just black. And for some odd reason, I was thinking Ghostbusters, but go on or Ghostbusters. It <laughs> looked bad and. And then the storm hits, and like I looked out the window of the terminal, and I I could not see the airplane right out the window because it was raining so hard. It looked like a whiteout in the middle of winter, and and I'm like, it's fine, it's five thirty. I don't leave till eight, and uh, then I get the notification that my flight's Ding. been delayed till ten thirty. And no. I'm, yeah. So and then my flight out of Boston because I because I had had to fly to Boston to go back to Pittsburgh. I had to go from New York to Boston to Pittsburgh. Makes no sense. And what time am I leaving out of Boston now? What time? It's one, uh, 1230. 1.30. 1.30 a.m. Same plane or connecting flight? Well, no. I mean, no. I, I left New York. I was, I was leaving JFK at yeah. 10.30. And then not the same plane. I had to get a connection. Right. Oh, jeez. 1.30 in the morning. And so, I, I mean, I just, I had, I, I met somebody that I, I, uh, introduce our podcast to she was on her way to burning man she was like this 22 year old that like i've never really been to an airport before i've never really done something like this yeah. before so i'm like here listen to our podcast and um i mean yay and so i didn't get home until i i pulled in my driveway at 4 a.m this morning because 
<laughs> we're on the runway. Wait, four four a.m. this morning. This morning, so, so you're a it, it was a twelve hour trip just from the time I left Konos to the time I got to my driveway. It was twelve hours. All I was doing was flying from New York City to Pittsburgh. That's like, why is it that doing. complicated? It's, it's, I mean, that's like a, what is it? An, it's fifty five minute flight. Yeah, maybe an hour. Maybe an hour if you're ju- if you're going right from New York. To, well, to yeah, right. But nobody does that. Well, I want to go to Boston. Why, why, why don't I want to go to Boston? Not. So yeah, it was a, it was difficult and uh, and like JFK for whatever reason had one runway open. And the pilot literally comes on like like we pull away from the gate and we're just driving around the airport. Oh my god! And at one point he comes on, he's like, "Well, folks, now that we've uh, driven all the way around JFK Airport here, uh, it looks like it lo- I mean." And he's making a joke about it, you know, that we're just driving around, and he's like, "We're probably it's probably going to be about another hour before we get to take off." How do you not? And we'd go already nuts? we'd already been. Uh, I, I might been, have, I might have had some Bacardi. I would have um, been so pissed. The, I, I just would have been so pissed. I, get so I think mad I just, I just shut situations. down. I just shut down. I, I just, I, I was having great conversations with all the people around me. We were making the best of it. Um, but yeah, we didn't, we, there were 26 planes ahead of us at one point trying to take off. Oh my I mean, I've goodness. never run an airport, so I don't know what it takes. Yeah. Gotta believe you want to have more than run, one run. And that's a giant airport. I, I mean, JFK is huge. Is it really though? It is. It's a big airport. <laughs> It's a huge. Do a lot of planes come in and out of New York. Do people go to New York I anymore? Know. Yeah, I don't know. So, is it as big as Arnold Palmer Airport? <laughs> uh, the one terminal is probably five times bigger than Arnold Palmer. <laughs> but you know what? They uh, they might be running one runway at both. They're definitely running one last night. Man. So you say you just shut down? I, I just I just you know had, was talking to people around me and you come to peace with it i came to i was like what am i gonna do good for you you went what, numb what am i gonna do i, I went numb I, I was like i i should i just should have driven i just should have driven i should have driven out and i should have driven back because either way i, I would have it would have taken me less time than for me to get and you know get back it's unbelievable it is unbelievable to go to new york from pittsburgh seven hours by car one might say you detached from your feelings. I did detach. <gasps> what what happens? Why why do we do that? Well, we go through a lot of hurts in life. We've gone over in previous episodes the emotional cup. And a hurt is an emotional need not met or taken from us. Yeah. And when we get hurt, and I would say either in a sig- extremely significant fashion once or over a period of time, Two different things can happen. Well, lots of things can happen, but we want to look at two things today. And the first is being detached. And it's for those people that they've just lost it. There's no more feelings. You know, that my dad, and I don't mean me, but I'm saying for someone, you know, my father has let me down for the last time or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, for heaven's sake, so many siblings. And we've talked, it's funny because we've talked about relationships we have with different people in our lives. Yeah. And there's so many broken relationships. And what happens very often is people just detach and mm-hmm. it's like, I'm done. I've been hurt. I can't be hurt anymore by you. Right. And so therefore switches off. I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. And I think people can identify with that to a large extent. It happens a lot with families mm-hmm. and very often with siblings. Uh, the way I described it, you know, in the preview on Facebook was, oh, you're alive. Oh, that's good for you. Oh, you died. No. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. And mm-hmm. it's a scary place to be. When I was talking right. about the emotional cup one time, my guy, Sean McCartney, is like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and he's like, the fact that the emotional cup is full 
and you have no room for positive and you become numb mm-hmm. and, and numb is one thing, but detached is the other. And it's just this stone cold face. There's just no emotion left for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's dangerous in a lot of ways. It's very sad. It's very, in a lot of ways, final. The other way it can mm-hmm. go is what's called enmeshed. And the way the guy taught us, the way Dave taught Rachel and myself is he said, he said that the example he gave, but the definition is having a role thrust upon you that is not um, your own. Yeah. It's not, it's not appropriate. And the, the most simple and innocuous way that this can be described is he would have conversations with his mother and he said they would be about anything, you know, as a kid, how was school today? What book are you reading? What happened to What's your favorite game at recess? And he said, we would talk for like a half hour after school. He said, and it would be great. And at the very end of it, his mother would say, this has been so much fun. I just wish I could talk to your father the way I talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he said, there was no abuse. Mm-hmm. There right. was no anger. There yeah. was no anything else inappropriate. He goes, but I remember every time she said that, I felt icky. Mm. Yeah. Now the reality is that's not his job mm-hmm. is to be the intimate life storytelling partner with his mom. And even if it does fill that role for her to say that to him makes him feel. So there's this new role being thrust upon him. You're not just the son that gets to tell mommy what happened today. You're meeting this intimate need of mommy to have a intimate conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, and, and as we talk about this and, and different things, most of the time or a lot of the time, these kind of hurts aren't on purpose. It's not like mom said, I'm going to mess with him today. Mm-hmm. She just, just said it. And that's the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, the most and worst case scenario for enmeshment is incest mm. in a family. You're not supposed to be the sexual partner of somebody in your family. Right. You know? And so that's another case for me personally. And mom, I, I know you listen. I don't know if you're listening right now, but you can hang up if you want. But when my parents split, my, I was the only one that would hang out with my dad. The rest of my brothers and sisters were like, pound salt, pal. We're mm-hmm. done with you. Yeah. But I was 12 years old and I knew I'd get free stuff. So mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to hang out. And my mom on my way out the door would say, hey, um, can you get a check from your father? I have to pay some bills. And so the whole time I was with my dad, I would be like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. I got to ask him for money. I got to ask him for money. And then we'd pull up in front of the car and I would say to my dad, oh, hey, by the way, mom needs a check, which, you know, mom needed a check. Right. Fine. And my dad would say, you tell your mother that I will get her a check when I have the money to get her a check. So now I've got to walk in the door to Mm -hmm. my mother who's expecting money to pay bills, which is her number one concern to provide for her family. Yeah, but first you were asked by your mom to ask your dad. But now here I am. Right. Having done that, it's not over yet. I don't get to walk in with a check and be a hero. Yeah. Because dad didn't give me the check. Right. And now I know my mother's face is going to fall. And so now I've got to go in. Now I'm the go-between. Right. Tell your mother this, tell your father that, you know, and again, I don't blame mom. I don't blame my dad. It's what it was. Right. But all of a sudden I'm failing at this because yeah, and that's nobody's on you happy. now where something that should absolutely not be on you as far as the guilt, the, 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 you know, all of those negative emotions of that situation, you should have to be in the middle of that. Right. Just like my man, Dave, you're not supposed to be the one that keeps your mom happy mm-hmm. in the story. And so what I've, what I was taught was that when you are enmeshed, Later on in life, you don't feel like you're adequate in your roles because if I was a really good, you know, if you're a really good son, you wouldn't have been asked to do this. You wouldn't have been asked to do another role. Mm. 
you know, if I was a good enough son, I, I would have been able to be that perfect go-between or they wouldn't have asked me that in the first place. If for Dave, who had that situation with his mom, you know, he wasn't making her happy because she was still sad that the husband wasn't that way. And so wow. you feel inadequate in the roles that you have because you apparently weren't very good at that role or they wouldn't have given you a different role. Wow. And think even to the level of like an incest or something like that. Right. You know, you feel like, oh, I must have been a terrible son or a terrible daughter or whatever. And what's amazing to me and why that hit me when he was, when I was being taught this, that I always felt like a bad husband and a bad father. I know intellectually and even arrogantly. Yeah. Oh, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how blessed is Rachel? <laughs> Have we gone over this nearly <laughs> enough? And I remind her that all the time. I tell her, honey, do you realize they're how lining, many women? They're lining up. And that's, that's Tommy and Jan's line. But yeah. <laughs> but in my heart, I'm like, you know, in a moment, I'm like, I'm terrible. And to yeah. being a father, there's times. And again, I'm, I've healed a lot over yeah. the years and done a lot of healing. So it's not as bad as it was at a point in time before I knew all this. But I walked around feeling like the worst of the worst. Here's what's interesting. You have somebody come to you and somebody is enmeshed with a family member who has hurt them. You have somebody who is detached from a family member who has hurt them. Which one would you rather work with? Which has a better chance of healing the relationship? Can you repeat that one more time? Okay. You've got uh, two fam You have two different situations. Yep. One family member is enmeshed with the person that hurt them. Okay. And so they're intertwined and there's, you know, and you see, you see it a lot with like, Mom and daughter are best friends and we're the best friends mm -hmm. and it's us against the world because dad's a jerk or whatever. Okay. But they're not supposed to be best friends. Mom's right. still supposed to be mom. You right. know, we go clubbing together. You see that a lot on like Dr. Phil. Yeah. Um, or dad and dad and, you know, dad and the son are best buds. And he goes back to dad wasn't a really good dad. So he just became the best buddy to that. So right. they're enmeshed. Gotcha. I'm not going with the most extreme examples, you know, of what could be. The other is, you know what? I don't even talk to my mother anymore. Detached. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, you have a couple that, you know, you have family members who are enmeshed, family members who are detached. detached. Yep. What, what has greater hope? Detached. For a healing relationship. I feel like the detached. I feel like it is a trick question. I think we talked about this before. I think it is the detached. It's funny because it isn't a trick question per se, but it's not detached because at least with enmeshed, you have tangled emotions. But you can straighten them out. There's still emotions there. There's still emotions there. Wow. The Whereas detached, detached it's, you're it's dead. dead to me. Yeah. You're dead. You have to somehow find a way to uh -huh. reconcile, to make it. that person care about the other person again. Right. Because very often, the one that did the hurting isn't repentant. They don't care. Hmm. So how are you going to make this person who's been hurt by this person this whole life and is finally shut down mm -hmm. say, I do care? Yeah. And that's where, you know, we talk about how we laugh and we make jokes that we're not experts here. We just know about emotions. Right. You know, the best thing I can do, I can do that with couples a lot. I deal with couples who are so hurt. They've detached from each other. Mm -hmm. um, and what I will do is have, right. you do a lot of um, pre-marriage counseling. Is yeah. there, not these people. Oh, or, I've had that. Are they? I've had that with some. Yeah. Um, it's not good, right? <laughs> but mo but I've dealt with other couples that yeah. are married and sure. having troubles, right? Um, that I didn't do the pre marriage for, just disclaimer, just saying, right? right. Not saying, just saying. <laughs> and what I can do in those situations, if they're detached, you know, they've hurt each other enough, you know, and you hear about it. We were just two strangers living in the same house, mm -hmm. and 
going separate ways. And the only time we had any emotion for each other is when we fought. And with them, what you can do is go back to the original hurts of their childhood. Right. And if you can get, you know, say Bill and Sue are detached from each other, but they're still married, but emotionally detached because of different hurts. There's been infidelity. There's been whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can get Bill to have his heartbreak for Sue because of dad left mom and left the family and she was all alone and she was scared all the time. If his heart can break for five-year-old Sue, mm -hmm. right. Seek a, understanding of where a she's chance. been. Yeah. Well, it's not even, it's not to seek understanding of her past hurts, which is important. Okay. It's to have a connection again with the heart to that individual. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. to care about them again, because right now yeah. he's like, whatever. Right. To bring empathy back into the equation. Yeah, to have there be any caring mm -hmm. whatsoever. But my point is, okay, that's great. I could do that with a married couple. But what happens when it's Sue and her mom and they don't talk anymore and mom doesn't give a rat's ass? Mm -hmm. What do you do then? Mm. It's a lot harder. And that's why I, I praise God for good counselors. Because, you know, you can't fix it all no. with, with a little comfort. I mean, and that's, you know, that's the beginning of it, but that's not the end of it. Hmm. But it's a very sad situation for a lot of people. And I what bothers me is nobody even, you don't even know it. You just know that I'm done with them. Yeah. Or, well, it's my fault. My mom's always so alone. Like, no. <laughs> like, that's, we're not aware of the hurts that are in our life too often. Wow. But we could always do better. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have something to add to it. I don't have anything to add to it because I, I don't have a good You're example. Like, I'm just sad right now for these people. <laughs> I am. I mean, it, it is like, you know, it's, it sucks when people, you, you just see so many hurt people getting even more hurt by other hurt people. And like, they can't have that reconcile that reconciliation or they are put in a place that they should have never been put. It's the rare person that says, I am going to emotionally mess this person up. Mm. It's rare that that's the case. Yeah. But it doesn't excuse the fact that you don't get what you what you need and you get hurt. Right. You know, like you said, hurt people hurting other hurt, hurt people, people hurt people. Right. Yeah. And we're all hurt. And we're all hurt. Right. You know. But you have to come to a spot where you like if you do want help, you have to realize um you need help and 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 how do you how do you do that? How do you come to I mean and then Based on what we do with emotion, like how do you how do you go about healing yourself emotionally when you might not even know that that's part of the equation? Because there are all the quick fixes, there are you know all the fad whatever's out there to to help you become stronger and this and that. But when it, when you're dealing fundamentally with emotions and hurts that have happened, you know when you're three years old, how do you even have a clue to to start down that path? Well, I think it's the beginning of it is a realization and taking it's taking your emotions seriously. Why do I feel this way? Where where are my hurts? And do I have a trusted loved one that I can share these with? Mm -hmm. and, and to go back through the stories of life and go from there and realize, boy, maybe I do need more help. The bottom line is what most people do is they just get up and go another day and mm -hmm. they ignore the emotions. I've just got to be tougher. Mm -hmm. Or 
they succumb to them and they end up into a very dark place. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. I can do something about this. I can start with a trusted loved one. I can tell my story. I can have somebody join me in my pain and I I might go get the help that I need, but Mm -hmm. it's going to take a taking it seriously or a significant life event that causes you to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the intervention of somebody like us Mm -hmm. or somebody that, you know, that that understands emotional needs being the first person that's ever stopped and said, you know, I'm really sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm just sorry for where your life is right now. Right. Or not where your life is. That sounds so condescending. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you just lost your job and it breaks right. my heart. Well, no, I deserved it. No, you didn't. Right. And even if you did, I'm still sorry you don't have a job. And they're like, why do you? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You know, somebody enters their world with this care for them that hasn't happened before. Yeah. Which is what I hope people who listen to this take with them. You're not going to fix anybody, but maybe you'll just love them in a given moment. Yeah. I think it's interesting too how when you do do that kind of that you you join somebody like I'm sorry. There's people that are like you don't have to apologize. You didn't do anything, right? You know, don't don't be sorry for me. Well, I'm sorry with you. I'm sorry with you then. Right, right. And they're like, oh, I've never experienced that before. Right. Let me help you do better. <laughs> exactly, because everybody can do better from time to time. Starting with <laughs> headline, Oklahoma City. Do, 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 do. An Oklahoma man reportedly tried to steal several items from a nearby, guess where, Walmart. <laughs> we sure this is It's in either Florida. in Florida or Walmart. Or it's at Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> yeah, like what did I say that one TV show or one radio show it was? You had to guess it was either Germany or Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's either Florida or, or Walmart. Walmart. Sometimes. Both. And of course, as a running theme with the Do Better segments, uh, he was accused of stuffing the stolen goods, including a small propane tank. Down his pants. According to a police report, 24-year-old <laughs> Benjamin Stallings Love. Oh, uh, and you got three names. You're He's either, either a serial killer yeah. or stuffing propane down your An pants. Assassin. <laughs> he tried to steal a knife, a propane tank regulator, the propane tank, and a pack of Hanes t-shirts. He allegedly tried to hide the small Haynes. propane tank down his pants. Well, better that than the knife, I guess. <laughs> right. As it is. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they were the, the wife beater shirts, too. <laughs> well, well, I love how, like, though, like, did he not bring a weapon, so he had to steal a weapon, like, just, like, you know, to defend himself? Doesn't he... end there, though, because he was stopped by security, ultimately placed under arrest, and held in the loss prevention office, Walmart jail. <laughs> Master Sergeant <laughs> Gary jail. Knight with the Oklahoma City Police Department said the officer was checking the suspect to see if he had any warrants, checking the name that had been given to them, and it turned out to be a... False name. As the officer is ascertaining this information, the suspect actually opened the door and was able to get out of the loss prevention office and make a run for it through the parking lot. Did he still have the stuff in his pants at this point? I believe he did not. Uh, But the love managed to escape. Uh, Police chased him down and recaptured him. Nobody got hurt. He did steal a knife as well. Uh, But in this case, it wasn't used as a weapon. The knife was taken into custody as well. Wow. Do better. Well, and yeah, and because you just went from shoplifting to felony what, evading. Like, yeah, you're you're now you're in with the cops. Felony evading. That's one of the things one of the other things that Paul Peachy um Paul Peachy. would bestow onto his kids. I'll come get you anytime. Just don't punch the cop. Don't hit the cop. Right? Literally, it would say, just hey, don't hit the cop. Just don't hit the cop. I'll come get you. No questions asked. Just don't hit the cop. If you punch the cop, not coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, right. Nope. So he, did he add, don't run from the cop? Uh, See, I've learned that from watching cops. Yeah. 
You don't, don't want to run, run from no. that. Turns no. it into a felony. It's yeah. a no-no. Yeah. Felony evading. Um, speaking of things down people's pants. Oh, Punta Gorda. Excuse me. Watch yourself. Punta Gorda, Florida. Oh, uh, here we go. That rolls, that rolls right off the tongue. Punta, Punta Gorda, Gorda, Florida. Florida. A Florida one. I love how short this this little, this is one you sent, Jay. It's yes. short, and I believe it leaves some things out. Wow. Um, a Florida woman who pulled an alligator out of her yoga pants during a traffic stop has <laughs> two been, down your pants has been has been sentenced to probation. Charlotte County deputies pulled over a pickup truck for running a stop sign in May. The driver, Michael Clemens, 22, told investigators he and Ariel Macon LaCroix, 25, had Some been collecting snakes and frogs. Great names today. Like they were out collecting snakes and frogs. That's what yeah. you do in Florida. Yeah, sure. Investigators asked to search the vehicle and found 41 turtles in a somebody's pants. No, no, no. In a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles backpack. <laughs> well, that's appropriate. <laughs> that's right. Not very large turtles. But the, well, that, that's the turtle bag. So, you know, it's the turtle Tur- bag. Right. Turtles and turtle the turtles. Bag. <laughs> yep. Put the turtles in the turtle bag. When authorities, <laughs> when authorities asked if there were any other animals, uh-huh. Mac and LaCroix pulled out a foot-long alligator. Correct me if I'm wrong. Not an animal. Yes, it's an animal. Is it yeah. an animal? It's animal, not a man. Animal, it's not a animal. mammal. It's, it's mineral a or vegetable. It's, it's, a, it's not an amphibious. Anyway, it's I got a B in biology. Clemens' yeah. case is pending. Final. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and wait, that's wait, the wait. article. Like, so wait a minute. Okay, so she had an alligator down her pants. It's not a weapon, right? Unless they're charging her for a weapon. I think it was stolen. Doesn't say anything about being stolen. Well, do better on the article because we need to know. <laughs> do better things. on the article. That's, uh, that's fine. And we're doing so good with animals in your pants jokes. <laughs> I, that's bizarre. I really, I mean, you sit there and go, all right, you hide the alligator, hide the alligator, hide the alligator. Where? <laughs> Shove it down your pants. Good idea. <laughs> yep. Nothing could go wrong there. <laughs> and is she just sitting there like, nope. Everything's fine here. <laughs> right? The officer like, looks down at her pants and like they're just squirming or something. Like, can you imagine how surreal that would be? <laughs> you know, you've got a man. Are you it? just ma'am? Happy to I don't what what? <laughs> Boy, wow, I could go off the rails real quick there. That woman mm, could do better. But there are other women that can't do better. Yeah. One what? of them you could probably call a woman. The other would be a young girl because oh. they're sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah. One's that eight, got real weird. Oh, one's man. 18 and one's 13. So that's all I meant. Two young ladies. Two young ladies. <laughs> Two teen sisters have been reading bedtime stories for children on Facebook Live every night. Wow. Losers. Oh, no, this is a can't do better. This is a can't do better. <laughs> These two sisters have been reading bedtime stories aloud on Facebook Live in order to share their love of books with children who may not be as fortunate. Every week, 13-year-old Zaria Willard and her 18-year-old sister Haley visit their local library to pick out a selection of books to read on social media. The girls then take turns recording their... And I just got a pop-up. Thank you. The girls then take turns reading, recording their Facebook Live readings every night of the work week. The Delaware girls have been sharing their daily bedtime stories on their Zara... X Haley Facebook page since March, and they've already garnered over 10,000 fans. Since some children don't have access to books and parents might not have the time to read with them at night, Haley and Zaria have been able to share their stories with over 100 young listeners every night. On and on and on. But um, actually, not on and on. I could finish it right now, but there's two more paragraphs. Just on. 
just on. Yes. That's so, awesome. I want to throw a do better on top of your can't do better. Okay. I see your can't do better and I raise you to do better. I say, can I take your optimism? And I want to throw a little criticism. Sure you do. You make pessimism. me sad, Jay. That's what I do. Do better world okay. that sorry. there are kids <laughs> who don't. I'll speak for the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who don't have access to books or parents who will read to them. Mm -hmm. That is very true. But they have access to, to YouTube Facebook it, and Facebook. Yes. To have somebody online. So you've got a smartphone. You've got a tablet. Yeah. You've got a computer. You don't have a computer. Nobody has computers anymore. So they've got those two things. But they don't have a book. Oh, they don't have a book. Mm -hmm. That is. Do better. I asked my volleyball team the other day. Don't ask me why. How many of you have read Go Dog Go? None. <sighs> I'm doing it tomorrow, matter of fact. You're going to read Go I'm Dog reading Go Dog Go. Oh. I'm not. You know what's funny? Rachel asked what Mags wants for her, birth for her birthday. She does not have Go Dog Go. <sighs> Red dog, blue dog, yellow dog. <laughs> do you like my hat? I do not like your hat. <laughs> yeah. That was Joe's favorite book, by the way. For yeah, this. Ryan Lowe once scared know. him because it was too real. <laughs> he read it. He said it was just too real, too raw. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also your little turtle guy. On that note, we're going to wrap this show up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, on Facebook Live for joining us. Yes, uh, thanks, Facebook. Cat in hat. I, 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 cat in hat, whatever. Take me. <laughs> episode 40 is in the books. Please yeah, feel free to join us. Where the wild things are. It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> At lunchtimeinrome.com. Uh, subscribe, like, all those things. Please do. I, I don't just want to make that a boilerplate statement. Please go out. Um, Share the show. Share the show. Share your thoughts about it. Are you enmeshed? Are you dead inside? Like, what? what's going on with you? Um, please join us as we move forward at the table here. Um, without further ado. Bye. All the places you'll go. Bye. <laughs>